0: There we go. Alright. So, I guess let's get started with um, both of you guys' full names. I don't think I got your full name, Caleb.
1: Uh, It's Caleb uh, Piron. Okay. And P-I-R-O-N. Okay. Christian Stark.
0: Right. And I got your name. It's a lot easier (laughs) to remember. So many less syllables. (laughs) Um, So, this is one of those places that I was really excited about going to for a long time. build-up was kind of crazy. Um, was it like six months from announcement to actually opening, or was it was it less than that?
1: It was probably about that. Um, you know, and I'm not even sure when we actually had the formal announcement. It was more just we launched the uh, web page, and soon after we launched the Facebook page. And uh, in our minds, honestly, we expected it to uh, open way sooner than it did. Um, uh, way sooner, but it it's almost like we with this old space it's like when we patched one problem we found another type of deal and so it just kind of stretched on yeah cuz it's
0: i think part of the deal with you know some of the some of the comments i'm seeing are because of the build up you know and that long build up people get excited people get right you know there were opening discussions for like i said almost that entire time on the internet so I mean, and I'm so we, glad to see you guys open.
1: Yeah, we, we weren't even aware of those until we opened. So we just started checking Yelp for reviews. Right. And honestly, we were sort of surprised to see that people were paying attention, because I didn't. I honestly didn't know. I mean, we would just sort of hear generally that our neighbors would be asking about us, and people would tell us that. But I had no idea that there were threads on Yelp that were discussing our opening. Frankly, if there were if I knew that I think I would have popped in and sort of participated and um, engaged with people about that but no we were actually surprised to find that
0: Yeah, and I think that's something people do appreciate is um, owners and chefs contributing to the discussion instead of it it can go all over the place without that kind of I don't want to say moderation but that you know check in with the people who are actually doing the work you know Yeah.
1: yeah Um, Yeah, and frankly, I think that would have helped us because, you know, it was a difficult, really difficult build-out, especially for a novice. I consider myself a novice in terms of the build-out phase, at least. And, uh, you know, I think that would have actually been sort of encouraging that people were, that I knew people were anticipating. And, honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know what people, who who was paying attention.
0: So, you've been over, like, what is it now, a month and change now? Five, five and a half
2: weeks, yeah. Yeah,
0: so... How do you guys think things have gone so far since you've opened?
1: I think things have gone almost precisely according to plan with the caveat that it's taking a little longer to get everything rolled out. But the plan always was to sort of slow roll everything out once we opened, just so we could get it right and really get the quality consistent. Um, the way we produce food is actually different, I think it's, I think it's not, it's, it's, it's accurate to say it's novel. Because I don't think anybody else produces food the way we do. So no one here on staff or me has any experience producing food, soup to nuts, this way. And so I thought and Christian thought that it was really important that we get that right before we sort of really engage in the marketing phase, roll out the full menu, do deliveries late night, do the public market, things like that. We just wanted to get our core product where we were happy with it.
0: So, I mean, you'd still consider this almost soft open phase then?
1: Soft open with we're ready to, at this point, we do need to be fully open, so we're working on what will be the full opening. Um, The the hallmarks of that will be a delivery service, a full menu, obviously, including the specials, Um, uh, hopefully doing things like the public market and perhaps some some festivals, just because we feel like our food is sort of tailor-made for that type of a crowd. Yeah, and um, you know, rolling out our coffee program and potentially an ice cream program, um, it's tough because everything we do, we do in house and we built from the ground up. You know, we don't just call Cisco and say, "Rent us your ice cream machine and send us your ice cream base." We have to figure out how to make it without an ice cream machine necessarily, and how to make it, you know, from scratch. And so, uh, we're working on all those things. But once we get a couple things like delivery and a full menu, I think we'll we will be. No longer soft open. We will be open.
0: Yeah, Bold. and I think that's uh, some some of the frustrations I've been reading. I actually, asked people for for different questions online. Um, people seem to be a little frustrated about the hours so far, and you know somebody had mentioned you know that she had come tried to come a few times during posted business hours, and were you were only open like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And something people were asking about was um, having hours posted as they change on like, Twitter or Facebook so people can reference it during this soft phase.
1: Yeah. I, I think she's absolutely on point. And I know who you're talking about. Yeah. We, we know who it is. And I've been hoping I, I run into her here just because I've been wanting to apologize and sort of explain to her for a while. I haven't, I actually don't, I'm not even sure if I know her, if I saw her, I know what her name is, that's about it. But I, Oh I know. sure,
0: I didn't know her until I met her at one of the events either. So. Yeah,
1: so I know she in particular has been frustrated, and I feel horrible about that. Um, uh, in terms of posting daily hours, I, I think that's, that's something we should do. Um, the issue is, uh, the closings recently haven't been really something we had notice of ourselves. It was more like we had things like equipment failures that, uh, you know, caused us to have to kind of make the decision to close rather, like, sort of suddenly. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's why we didn't really, you know, post like a weekly schedule. I mean, because even during that period where we were kind of open haphazardly, we intended to be open 9 to 9, Monday through Mm -hmm. Saturday. Right. And it just didn't work out that way. And one of the things is, you know, during those periods, I mean, we could have stayed open. I had products to sell. But for one reason or another, it just, I didn't feel it was going to be as good as it could be. So I I would almost rather, it, it, it hurts us to close. It's not, it doesn't benefit us. It hurts us. Right. But I don't want people who are potentially coming here for the first time to come on a really bad day, experience that, think that's representative and not... And think we're serving something mediocre. Right. I would rather kind of hurt myself in the, long, in the short term if we could sort of, uh, you know, protect the quality of the product in the long term.
0: Right. And I think that's one of the things I've noticed since I've been coming since the first week fairly consistently is that you guys have made a number of modifications in the formulation of the food, the, the saucing of the food, the different flavors, and... I appreciate that as a constant improvement process. Is the intention to get to a point where it's consistent for a long time, Absolutely. or, is, or do you want to evolve things over time still after things are, I want to say, solidified?
1: I mean, we're, we're going to reserve the right to have certain changes to reflect things like seasonal ingredients, but generally speaking, we want a consistent yeah. product. And the reason we change things isn't because we're feeling whimsical that day, it's because we feel like we're making an improvement. Mm-hmm. Or a problem has been identified for us that we weren't aware of and in the course of service we you know, notice that uh, something can be improved on and so we try to improve it. But, but the idea is that once this process is fully matured and we uh, you know, make all the improvements, it'll be consistent. And like I said, you know, perhaps with some sides or some specials, we'll preserve the right to reflect seasonal ingredients. But otherwise, uh, the menu should be the menu. Well, I'm going to get away from the
0: opening questions and get into what I consider the heart of the business, which is, you know, is the, the advertising saying, you know, this is slow food fast, which I, that caught a lot of people's eyes right away. Um, how does that work here?
1: The idea here, and this is still aspirational, so I kind of want to be careful, but the idea here is that you should be able to get your food in not much more time than you would wait at, say, your average fast food joint. Um, And that kind of goes back to what I was discussing before with our novel production. Um, It is actually possible to do it in theory. Now, we've gotten certain runs at certain points that we've really... uh, uh, taken way too long, and so part of the reason, some of the closings actually reflect us trying to improve that process, but um, for us, like we didn't, when we designed the menu, there's nothing on that menu that cannot be served in that way, in other words, a lot of a lot, a lot of prep work and finishing work and being put out quickly where it doesn't either preserve the quality to the fullest or actually enhance it. So. There are certain things we just won't serve because you can't put it out in five minutes and three minutes. And if that's the case, it's not on our menu. Everything on our menu should be able to be put out in, in three minutes. Uh, and if it's not, then it's not then it's not on there. So um, sl- slow food fast is literal in the sense that the prep process for some of our products can take days. Huh. The breads, the meats. Uh, we do low-temperature cooking. We do long ferment on a couple of the breads.
2: A lot of pickling. Um.
1: Pickling, uh, so it is literally slow food, but the idea is that we can assemble it and and heat it quickly. And uh, again, we're still working that out, and we're still the the three minute ish turnaround time is still aspirational, but ultimately I think it's it's doable. But we had to sort of rethink the, how we produce the food in order to get there, and we're not there yet, but we're working on it.
0: So, what was your background before opening this business?
1: I was an, I was an attorney. Okay. Um, I was a lawyer in Boston, and then I was a lawyer in New York City. And, uh, I mean, I've always been kind of a food nerd. Like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's interested in, like, following a recipe online for, like, a, car, a carbonara. Right. I'm the type of person that wants to know what that dish is. How did it start? Uh, what are the components? Um, is there you know is there a way to improve it? Is there a way to just is it such a classic dish that you want to just you know do with to spec I mean, I, I, I want to know everything about the dish before we try to do it, and that's kind of how I I approach food. Um, I don't have any professional training, um, although man, I wish I could. I, the idea of going <laughs> to culinary school to me sounds awesome. I think that would, that would be a blast. But and I
0: can appreciate that from I'm an amateur as well, and I'm I'm a hobbyist, and I I love food. And taking it to the next level, it's always intriguing how that works. And I think you know you have a head chef over here too, and I know he has an interesting background. Now too, he has experience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, food wise, well, I, I had a, a chef position in a Manhattan barbecue restaurant for a lengthy period of time, and uh, oddly enough, it was across the street from an apartment that Caleb had. For a period of time, uh, although we did not know each other at that point, we frequented the same bar. Though, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's a good way to start talking. <laughs> uh, following that, I moved up to the Rochester area and, and uh, operated a few different restaurants. Uh, but I was the guy, I was the guy with the quote unquote professional uh, food experience.
0: So now I've I've been interested in the, I wouldn't say these exact style of buns, but steam buns and this kind of food for a while, um, both in, you know, brick and mortar establishments like yourselves and at food trucks. um, What was the impetus to make buns the basis for the menu?
1: Uh, When I lived in New York City, I lived uh, for a time in the Lower East Side, and there was a restaurant that was around the corner from me called Bauhaus, and they made what people call bao, which is basically a sort of a, it's a split mantao, which is like a Chinese steamed dough that's stuffed. Um, and it the type of dish they were serving was probably popularized by David Chang at Momofuku, mm-hmm. but he didn't really invent the dish. It's sort of a, it's a Taiwanese street food type dish, and it's, and this place, Bao House, that I used to eat at, I thought, uh, to me, it was, wow, what is this? This thing is amazing. And, um... Uh, you know, there were various things I wanted to do in New York, like food trucks and things. And, but the idea was always to do something in New York that wasn't really done well in New York, like buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. When I decided to do a restaurant in Rochester, well, I wasn't going to do buffalo wings in Rochester, but maybe I could do something like steamed bread. Right. And so that's what sort of launched the restaurant. And, and I would make these sort of things informally at parties and things, and people would love them. As it turns out, there are tremendous challenges with producing your own steam bread, soup to nuts, uh, in this Circular, setting. It was, I, th- I think
2: the uh, producing a small batch was very feasible at times, and we would we would come up with a tremendous product, and then in the recreation, it would be entirely different and uh, like a. Uh, you know a failure as far as they were concerned like yeah. it was just a complete it was complete you know derivation from the from our original product
1: absolutely and and, and i didn't we, we we didn't want to do the sort of standard sock puppet steam style steam bun that you get at any that you that basically any, anyone that serves this product buys it uh and we didn't want to do that we wanted to make our own because we want, first of all we wanted a different shape we wanted it not to be an appetizer but to be a sandwich comparable to a hot dog right. and um so we had to do it ourselves and this is actually a problem that, that Confounds even the industrial makers of steamed bread in that it's bread that's steamed stales much quicker than bread that's baked. It's just a, it's, a, it's a reality. There's they're working on sort of enzymatic solutions to it, but um, bread that's steamed and not baked uh, um, post cook uh, it stales at a rate that is just astronomically so, higher than yeah. that of. Uh, Baked bread. Like there's a process called starch retrogradation that is really pronounced in steam bread. It's not pronounced in in baked bread. And and because steam bread retains a lot of moisture relative to baked bread, as soon as it's finished, it starts losing that moisture. And so the, the peak product is a sort of a moist steam soaked bun. As soon as you take it off the steamer, it immediately starts losing that steam and immediately starts staling. And well, so we worked on that. We worked on that for a month yeah. to get that right.
0: And it's a really interesting thing to hear because, you know, all the ones I've had are that commercial white folded over, you know, oval-shaped
1: bread. And, and, if they're, and if they're warm, they're amazing. Absolutely. They it's are delicious. Amazing. If they're hot off the steamer, man, they're so good. Right. And, and we could have done that, but then people couldn't get them takeout. Right. Or people, say we were backed up in the kitchen and it was 10 minutes later, all of a sudden a product that is outstanding turns, frankly, not even that edible. My brother loves this place that's near us called. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a momofuku type noodle place, and they do that dish. Sure. And my 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 brother loves to go there and get their steam buns. He thinks they're phenomenal. He's gotten them takeout a couple times, and it's a different product. Mm, completely. It's not. It's, it's barely edible. Yeah. Frankly, and so since we wanted we we stress takeout and delivery, we couldn't we couldn't do that. We had to, we, we couldn't serve a dough like that.
0: And I think the, the compromise you've come to with the the, you know, the, the, the hot bun as it sits now, I mean, it's really come a long way from when I had it the first time. It's, it's definitely a different concoction. You know, it's a little bit sweet. It's savory. It's crunchy. It's, it, it's a nice combination of flavors, I think.
1: And that's awesome to hear. And frankly, you are part of the impetus for that dish because <laughs> Christian is out here. He collects feedback from everybody. Right. And I kind of, you, you know, I kind of... Uh, come in, in and out here and if people have feedback I want to hear particularly people like you that are informed and have an opinion and have been here a lot of times and have sort of committed to the product and when we hear you say something like oh it's way better this time the flavors are more balanced that makes us say alright this is the right direction uh, and so I, th- I think it has gotten better It's largely we're following people's feedback and when we get good feedback like that we take it, we don't ignore
0: it yeah. And I think that's it's exciting to hear that from, like I said, an enthusiast background. To to see people trying to make positive changes when they're warranted. I mean I appre I understand when people go in one direction and they have tons of experience and it's a passion project and and I understand if they stay with one thing, but when it's an evolving target, I I, I have an appreciation for that as a as an amateur from a cooking perspective. So and I think that's it's always fr- good to
1: hear. I think that's what frustrates people is because we didn't come in here to make grandma's pasta, mm. the way grandma makes it. We came in here to make something, but it was, you know, something that hadn't been battle-tested in a commercial setting right. where it's being served. It's, it's definitely new. So, so Yeah, so it, it, it changes, and people get frustrated because sometimes when we change things, we have to close.
0: Right, and even yeah. a lot of the famous places that are making, you know, these bao and steam buns... It's not this. It's very different from a lot of that stuff.
1: Oh, and I don't know of a single one that actually makes produces the bread. Right. They, David Chang does and Bauhaus right. does it. They buy it. Right. It's the same product. It's the, you, you could buy the same product here as you could in Chinatown in New York City, as you could in Boston, yeah. as you could in L.A. It's the same product. They just throw it onto a steamer.
0: Yeah. So moving off of the concept, um, I'm always interested in you know, the seasonal local ingredients and stuff that you haven't, like, that I haven't gotten a chance to use, exciting ingredients. Um, is there something you're looking forward to using or that you haven't had a chance to use yet that you're looking forward to?
1: In terms of seasonal ingredients? Seasonal
0: or and just an ingredient you haven't used yet.
1: There are, uh, there are a fair number that are on the specials menu. Um,
0: Which was a pretty nice specials menu, at least as it was originally formatted. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought it covered a uh, good range of different foods from... Uh, upgraded comfort foods to, you know, some interesting items.
1: And that's still intact, by the way. We haven't, like, the, whatever's online is still actually... In, in the re- and those, I mean, that food is 95% developed. It's more like packaging at this point. And just get, uh, adequate kitchen staff, things like that. I mean, that, that, that food, that's... When we were sitting here not opening for months, we were developing that food. Um, y- you know, we, uh, you know, there are, like, some... Some some stone like I, I'm excited to use stone fruits in the summer because they're going to garnish our mac and cheese. Sure. Um, uh, whatever, is sort of like like seasonal veg, we're going to pickle that and use that sort of. We're going to when we say pickled whatever on the menu, pickled veg, it's because that veg rotates. So so yeah, there there, there's plenty of seasonal fruits and fruits and veg that we're going to incorporate in the menu sort of as sides, but. But there, but there's not going to be some huge change from summer to winter. It's, as far as we know yet, yeah, that could change. But um, uh, you know, maybe perhaps the fish taco in the winter gets rotated off the menu in favor of something like more hearty. I don't know. But I'm I yeah. feeling it's going to do well in the summer. It's summer, but I don't know about the winter. You know, things like that.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense based on the concept that I've been seeing. It's more of a, like I said, it's a consistent with little flair, changes in flair, which. I think it's, it's a nice way to be. People can know what to expect in the future, but you get a little twist to make it fresh all the time. Um, so one of the questions I'm going to ask a lot of people, I think, is why did you end up coming to Rochester instead of somewhere else?
1: Um, well, we both have our own reasons. Um, my reason is I, I had grown up in Syracuse and then uh, you know, had my career in Boston and New York and when I wanted, when I realized I had to do a restaurant, because that's sort of what I, I had to do it, and sort of, the, um, I, I, it quickly became evident that it wasn't something I could do in New York unless it was a food truck. And at that point, the food truck saturation had hit, and it just it, was, it wasn't the right thing to do. So I have two brothers that live in Rochester. I had spent a lot of summers here. I preferred over Syracuse vastly. And I, I came here um, to visit my brother, when I was still in New York, when I was still kind of my plans were up in the air, I, I was maybe going to try something in Brooklyn, you know, maybe still hanging on to the idea of a food truck that I invested so much thought into. And, and I came back here and he took me a to Good Luck. And it's an
0: exciting place in Rochester.
1: I had a phenomenal meal. I was blown away by the decor, the vibe, everything about it. To me, I said, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't think a place like that could exist in Syracuse. And I, before that, I didn't know a place like that could exist in Rochester. I mean, that was... To me, that, that place was uh, some, like, one of the, it would it have been, like, have, some good restaurant in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was blown away by that. And I thought, hey, well, and it, it was busy. It and was yeah, busy. Yeah, exactly. It's popular, plus it's it's stylish, but it's
0: not it's not flashy. It's just good food. You know, I've eaten there a couple times, and my friends who drink, they, the drinks are well done. Mm. It's basically just... It's really simple stuff in general, but it's done solidly well in a nice environment.
1: Yeah, and you can tell so much space was put, in, so much thought was put into things like the space and the food. Yeah, and and again, it was popular. People were loving it, and so I thought, oh, geez, there is there might be a market for food that's slightly different. That here, like people are into food here, and then I yeah. went to the public market that same trip, and I said, wow, mate, you know, I should do this thing here. So that's what happened. Yeah,
0: and it's a building community. You know, like the, like you said, with the saturation of food trucks in New York. Our food truck community is just building. Our food community is just building. We're, we're all new at this here. So I think it's, it's an exciting time to be, I hate the foodie word, but, you know, <laughs> to, to be a food enthusiast here in town. It's an exciting time because you guys come up with something new in Rochester. Um, you know, the food trucks are new. And there's people doing great things. It's just the general population has to uh, embrace them, I think, still.
2: I think the young, and the younger crowd is really taking on to the new food more so, and that, that crowd is only increasing the population.
0: Yeah. Um, so we mentioned good luck. Um, where else do you guys go to eat around town? I mean, that's something I'm passionate about is going to interesting places that try hard. Um, you know, do you guys you know get to sit down? Do you take out? Um, what kind of things are you guys interested in?
2: Where do you go? I uh, Victory Garden I like a lot, um, especially since their menu uh, like doubled in size uh, six months ago or so. I don't get to go out that much though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't think I've been to a restaurant in Rochester in six months. Yeah, I'm so obsessed with this place. I mean, when I when I lived in you know elsewhere, I used to I would always go. To, uh, that was my thing. I wanted right. to go to every new restaurant. I That's what I love doing it. It's
0: it's a fascinating thing to do because you can really in my opinion, experience a town
1: based on the restaurants. Completely agree. Completely agree. It, it, and it's, it's almost like I'm almost afraid to open that, that sort of Pandora's box <laughs> I start visiting all these places and getting like random inspiration all of a sudden... I got a new menu. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I think I, I have not gone to a restaurant in I think six months, unless it's like the random birthday party or whatever. I went to Victoire. Mm. I don't know how you pronounce that?
0: Yeah, but, I was confused about that. It's spelled wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but um,
1: I, I, I have not. I just I'm I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and once this place, once we can get if you know we're able to get this place humming, if we're able to get to that point, then I can't wait to go start visiting all that because there's a bunch of great restaurants here that I'm aware of. There really are. Yeah. But I uh, I probably haven't been to any of them yeah. except for good luck. Yeah, Subway. Yeah, the Subway across the street. It's, it's really a, good. It's a delicacy, they, really. <laughs> they have these tremendous oatmeal cookies. Oh, when we <laughs> when we were in the, we the build out phase here, I think I ate two out of two meals a day at McDonald's drive through. Oh, geez. mainly <laughs> because I, I usually got hungry at like three in the morning. They're the only place that was open. Um, and, and that's got, that's
0: one thing we really don't do well in Rochester is late night food. There's yeah. so little open. Mm. Past ten and even I mean, past midnight there's nothing open except for Chinese takeout. And this, then it's like
1: two places. Mm. On this street, it's subway, it's the two garbage plate places, Mark's and former Gitsy's and McDonald's. Gitsy's it no, is no is only open until ten now. Okay. New, new ownership. When,
2: it's called the Avenue Diner.
0: I wouldn't have gone there past <laughs> midnight anyways. Yeah. Oh, you would
1: have got shot. <laughs> had to watch out the shootings. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, McDonald's was clutch because I could go. I could get a coffee, which is pretty. You know, it was fairly mediocre, but it was caffeine delivery oh, device.
0: Oh, huge caffeine too. I mm-hmm. could get two
1: double cheeseburgers, which were pretty. It's pretty food. bad, but it's they food. were. It's food. There was a pickle on there, so I got some vegetables, <laughs> and I think it cost me like three dollars, so it yeah. didn't really impact my you know build out budget and. uh I could just completely focus on my own food because it wasn't like I was going there to enjoy it. I was just going there for nutrition. Yeah. So,
0: so obviously not a ton of time to cook at home
1: right now. You're yeah. You're uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't cooked at home in months. You
2: know? uh, yeah, I cook the warm-up Chinese food from down the street from my house in the
1: microwave. <laughs> See, Christian actually has a family. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have a dog and in a, a wife. <laughs> Close enough. I do more have than it. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I just have the dog. I just have Rosie.
0: Yeah. So, it's always interesting when I see the the name of the restaurant, obviously based on the dog. Was there any other ideas for the name of the restaurant, or is that just like something that came to you?
1: There were other ideas. Uh, I knew, so, honestly, Chris, I think half the reason why you and, and the Yelp crowd became interested in us initially or at least became aware of us, was the name. Absolutely. It was. It caught right away. Right. It's just a different name. And some people even think there's some sort of innuendo behind it. There actually isn't, frankly, but <laughs> they can think that if they want, <laughs> you know. But, um, but it's just, you know, because the signature item was something that we wanted to call a hot bun. Yeah. And because, you know, if you met Rosie, you would name your restaurant Rosie's, too. <laughs> I'm telling you, you would. That's so, pretty cool. I didn't have much of a choice in that, but... Ironically enough, she hates, she will not come in here. She <laughs> hates it. Like, she, one of my friends says she thinks she sees ghosts or something, but she, she, does, she dreads this place. The ghost
0: of old Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs>
1: I didn't want to say it, but that's what she, she, she does not, it's almost like a threshold that she will not cross. Like, it is sort of spooky, but Rosie hates her own namesake restaurant. So. I guess
0: it's like listening to your own voice on a recorder. It's it's always terrible. Yeah, I gotta tell you, the, the first time I, I did the inter- do an interview, I, I listened to my voice back, and I listened to it at, like, a third speed. <laughs> it was like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, dude, I hate that so much. It was
1: terrible. Oh, I'm not <laughs> I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna be just devastated at this, my voice. Oh, it's the worst.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's really what I was trying to get at today, so... I think I'm going to cut off here for now and leave it open for more talks in the future. Maybe less interviewing, more just like talking about how things are going later on. Because, you know, it's, um, you guys are fun to talk to. I know you're passionate. And that's something I look for in the restaurants and people that I know and I like. Is people that are passionate about something. Whether it be food or writing or making movies or whatever. It's people that really care about what they do. And I think even with the the stumbling and the, the soft open, it's evident, at least to me, that there's passion and you guys really care about what you're doing. So uh, I wish you guys the best of luck and I'm looking forward to seeing how things improve from here.
1: Yeah, and thank you very much. We're we're open, I mean, we'll sit down with you anytime. I mean, you're, you're really the first person that sort of sought us out, sat down with us, showed an interest in doing something like this. So, you know, we're in the future, hopefully we succeed but if we do you're we'll sit down with you anytime because people that see you know seek us out and kind of are patient with us in the initial phase <laughs> we're going to remember that you know i mean that, that, yeah. and and we're going to try to i mean regardless we're going to try to make the product good for whoever but I, I particularly appreciate it when people sort of are obviously taking an interest you know and so yeah so we're we're, we're down with that whenever That's cool thanks
0: guys for your time and uh
1: like i said best of luck thanks thank you